1: this week kate and i are talking about a paper titled validation of an equine fitness tracker ecg quality and arrhythmia detection this is by vert at l and uh, it's a 2022 paper, and it's very interesting because everyone knows um, I'm in racing and have been in racing for a number of years, and cardiac arrhythmias are such a topic, and sudden cardiac deaths do occur, in all equine sports but you hear about it more often in thoroughbred racing because a lot of times the horses that it's happened to are somewhat high profile horses and they're in the public eye so uh, cardiac arrhythmias and exercising horses are the focus of much interest both in terms of what is considered normal and potential associations with poor performance and sudden cardiac death. One barrier to performing large-scale studies is the lack of an easily applicable device to allow recording of large numbers of high-quality exercising electrocardiograms. Now, the Equimeter is a new wearable device which records a single lead ECG or electrocardiogram, among other parameters. Validation of such wearable devices is essential before further studies are undertaken. So what they did in this study is they took the Televet, which is more of a professional ECG, um, use by vets uh, in horses, or and the equimeter. Now, the equimeter was designed as a fitness tracker, but it's also a very good mechanism to use as an electrocardiogram device. And what this study found out is a lot of times this equimeter was better at producing correct ECGs. And I mean, correct by um, not any false information or false noise on them. And Kate is gonna talk about the artifacts and um, those types of rhythms that appear on the ECG, but they're not really due to the actual heart rhythm. And it ended up this equimeter, was better at detecting um, arrhythmias during exercise than the reference TeleVet system. Fascinating paper. Um, Kate, was this open access?
0: It is, yes, because I was going to say, and it's really worth looking at this paper, even just to look at how the equimeter, the picture of the equimeter compared to the TeleVet so the Equimeter, because it was designed to be a fitness tracker, as Nancy said, it's just, it looks like a girth or like a surcingle that goes underneath the saddle. So it's neat and it's a one single band. Whereas in ECGs, we need multiple electrodes, they're called. So they're just like little sticky pads that pick up the electrical activity. And they are difficult to keep in place. And particularly where you have hairy animals and if you can shave them you can get some good contact or if you can glue them in place you get better contact. So Nancy mentioned artifacts and when we talk about ECGs and we're recording basically we call it the electrical activity of the heart but it's how the heart beats is what we're recording and it gives us a graph and on the graph we have different waves. So it should be a standardized graph when you're looking at it the waves should be somewhat uniform and um, so that we're able to see that the output from the heart is normal. But an artifact is something that occurs on the graph that is not because of the heartbeat. It's basically a disruptor in the graph. And um, normally when we see artifacts, these are because of movement. So where we've got, um, like any kind of shaking or any rhythmic movement. And as you can imagine, from using these in this study, some of the horses at the higher intensity, the racehorses, were doing 40, it was kilometers, yeah, 40 kilometers an hour, um, which is a very high speed. So we're going to have movement. People or professionals who are looking at ECG graphs are able to tell when it's an artifact and when it's normal and the other thing to know about an ecg graph is we might take the reading for you know a couple of minutes but we just need a certain chunk of that to be able to see what's normal so when you first start taking the reading it can be all over the place until it settles or it can be all over the well, not all over the place but we can have movements throughout it but as long as we have a nice little chunk to read in between and um, we can get what's a baseline And then we can see where the heart starts doing irregular rhythms. And I didn't realize this. In this paper, they talk about how um, those arterial fibrillations, so this, um, where was that fact? It's the most common type of arrhythmia, so that's where the rhythm isn't normal, that affects athletic performance in equines. And it's an estimated prevalence of 0.1% to 4.9% reported in resources, So it can affect up to 5% of racehorses and has been linked to sudden cardiac death in both human and equine athletes. And that's something, Nancy, that unfortunately you've seen on the racetrack before.
1: Yes, and what is so, I guess, kind of sad about that is if it is an elect- electrical beat, kind of um, miscue, or however you want to call it, um, you don't see that in a necropsy. So a lot of times an aortic rupture, you that shows up in a necropsy. But when it's um, in heart rhythm, or heart heartbeat, problem when they do the necropsy a lot of times it it just looks like a normal heart so that's why I I was so into this paper because not every racehorse will ever have an ECG done Uh, in fact few do unless there's an issue but a device like this, and I don't know how affordable this is, but it was designed for trainers, for owners, for riders. So you're not talking, um, a huge expense. So if you would put that on a horse and develop a history of ECGs, um, there was one case study that I read. Um, you can go to the Equimeter, um, homepage, a website, whatever you want to call it. And they've got case studies. And this one horse uh, just was suffering from poor performance. He wasn't at the top of his game. So they stuck an ECG, this equimeter on him. And uh, it came up, he was having some heartbeat issues, um, atrial fibrillations. And what they ended up finding out is he had a tendon issue that he had had one in the past and it had resurfaced, but it was showing up in his heart rate, not as a warm area on his leg yet. So they were able to um, ultrasound that tendon because he was showing an arrhythmia and they saw it on the tendon that, that one of the fibers was beginning to Tear and in that tendon, and uh, they were able to, you know, rehab him and do what they needed to be done. And when he went back into training, they put the equimeter on him. No um, rhythm problems, so it can also be an indicator of other things going on, pain, um, you know, any other things. It's just not a heart abnormality, and then all. Race horses, and in this paper, especially standard breds, I think it was 49% of them when they were recovering from a race. And that would be from the time they passed the finish line to maybe an hour later, they had arrhythmias, 49% of them. So it's common for a horse. To display these um, arrhythmias, it's just you—you know—if we were able to have more of a history on that for their performance and their training, um, I think we would find a common denominator of what happens when they're catastrophic or, you know, they do have sudden cardiac death. It's really, uh, you know, it's like opening a can of worms. One thing leads to another, but um, I think there's a lot of potential for this type of research.
0: And as Nancy was saying, we're not sure exactly how much the cost is because you have to inquire to get the cost. But to me, what stood out was even if it's not something that is accessible for everyone. um, And sometimes even when we deem things to be accessible for everyone, they aren't. It's, you know, it really just does depend on situation. But I do think this is something that could easily be financed on um, a racetrack just to have one or two. And you wouldn't have to do it every day with your horse or even, you know, you could come together at a riding school if there was a number of owners that wanted to get one and it's kept at the riding school and you have use of it. But it just would mean that, you know, even if it was once a month and then your horse is normal each time you do it for those couple months, then you're doing it once every six months or just keeping an eye. It's just a great addition. And the idea of a fitness tracker for our companion animals even is something that's taking off more and more because I think everyday people now want to digest this kind of information where we're like oh we want to know how hard they're exercising or you know their heart rate as we become more in tune with what that means for our health so I do think it's an area that's really taking off and this equimeter it records a single ECG So it just takes one single ECG recording, as opposed to a proper veterinary one takes multiple recordings. So we have three leads, sometimes four. But in this, obviously it was developed to be a fitness tracker. So it just takes one reading. And it also, um, in addition to that, does GPS, speed, stride, and environmental parameters. And you can look that up on the Equimeter website. This paper didn't investigate those areas because they were just looking at it from
1: the point of view of taking that heart rate reading. I think it is so cool because I think as a trainer, you would be able to buy one. um, I'm sure your owners would endorse it. I would. And then you would have one for your shed row to periodically use. And I think the real um, use for them would be when you have a horse that's just not thriving and you could put one on. And these horses were going, Kate said over 40 kilometers an hour. And for those of us in the States, that's 25 miles per hour. So I think at full out, some racehorses go 30 to 40 miles per hour. So this was a pretty good breeze Uh, in racing. We call it a nice little breeze. And you couldn't wear this during a race, but you could definitely um, put it on horses that were working Um, You know, doing their workouts once a week or once every 10 days on the track, and then you could Mm -hmm. up a pattern. And um, I think it's really neat that something that was designed for non veterinary professionals to use ended up having less artifacts Uh, in the study, less than 10%. Anything over 10%, they excluded. So by the time it was said and done, I think they had 35 horses in the study plus three horses that were in the original pilot studies for a total of 38. So not a real big sample size, but um, enough that they could conclude that this equimeter was a pretty good tool to be able to get an ECG on a horse and you know not perfect but at least on the way to being something usable and uh, that could be used for further research into these sudden cardiac deaths.
0: Yeah and I would say because the artifacts do occur whether it is the televet which is the more professional reader or the equimeter then it is something that you would have to have a veterinary professional look at those readings for you each time. You won't be able to make a diagnostic decision off it. And also, sometimes I am aware that owners um, can get caught up in having additional technology and that can even um, become stressful to them. So, you know, if you're looking at this reading and then you're panicking because you can see a different rhythm on the wave. It's very easy to learn how the waves should look, how they peak and how they drop. And that's something that can be explained to you. But if you're seeing differences in it, they can be entirely normal. So I would try not to get too caught up. If it's something you decide to look into, have a vet look at it and don't don't worry about the ECG if you look at it yourself. Um, I've even had this with owners who bought thermometers and they've started taking their... Um, horse's temperature too regularly and then they're panicking because there's like spikes or drops in the temperature and it's actually within normal fluctuations so sometimes technology can stress us out too and it's not something that is necessary for everyone um but what what an incredible like step forward you know it does need a lot more research into it um, and they highlight that in the paper too in general there's not enough research in this area. And I do think as well, part of that is because we are advancing in this area of um, monitors and fitness monitors, and particularly making them more adaptable in animals.
1: Yeah. And, you know, um, it can, uh, a sudden death on a racetrack doesn't always have to be, um, you know, a broken limb, or it can also be respiratory failure, maybe they've, Um, they're bleeding pulmonary-wise, or maybe they've um, hurt their spinal cord uh, some way during the race. Um, Like that one case study, it was a pelvic fracture. But um, at least this will kind of clear the way that everyone seems to always blame a cardiac death on the track to drug use in the horse. And Yeah saying drugs won't cause arrhythmias, you know, it's just, I think to have that data, um, you know, there's a use for it, what you can measure, you can manage. Every racetrack has a veterinarian, if not more than one, uh, they might have a few that would gladly interpret those results because they don't want to have to deal with um, horse fatality on the track. I mean, it's so much out in public view it's it's one of the downsides of our sport and and Kate you had such a controversial Grand National this year with the yes uh, sudden deaths and the, the was it the hurdles um, yeah and I'm sure I mean
0: it's it's complicated because there's a lot of people that I'm sure and um, really support the Grand National and maybe some of our listeners too and um, Personally, I just, I don't, I don't understand why we're still racing horses that way. Um, I do think it is such a shame. The breakdowns that we see are at the same, the same hurdles that are proven and proven to cause those problems because of the layout, because we're asking a horse to run long and flat and then asking them to pick themselves up and be able to jump. And um, it was really, really upsetting. I didn't watch it live, but I actually had a friend contact me, who would never have batted an eye. Doesn't know a whole lot about horses, but would have always kind of partook in horse racing, probably for the betting side of it more than anything. And they were quite upset by it. And then, then I did watch back the footage, and gosh, it was it was hard to watch.
1: Yeah, I didn't I didn't watch it myself, but I heard about it, and you know. Uh... It's been in the news and, you know, we all want to avoid that if possible. We don't want to see horses, um, you know, having accidents and uh, it's so hard to see them go from winning a race and they usually take a few strides and then collapse if it is a cardiac event. And, uh, you know, if there's any type of research that can help us prevent that, we would all be for that you know and
0: I think you know we should be if we're wanting to compete with horses we should be competing them to the best of their abilities mm-hmm. you know like and that's why we have thoroughbreds racing because they are you know the elite when it comes to racing we could do Shetland racing but it wouldn't be as exciting <laughs> That's. but true. I think you know we should just try and especially when it comes to the Grand National just Try and work together to come up with ways where we can have the best of both worlds and we're protecting that horse welfare. But what I did want to say, particularly about this topic the um, sudden cardiac death that, like to explain that to a lay person, that's what we see in football players when they suddenly just hit the ground. And there was a, I don't follow football, so I can't think of what team it was, but this you know was all over the news i think it was last year or the year before where a player um had a cardiac arrest on the pitch but actually survived so that's what we're talking about um with these horses you know it's not mismanagement it's not because of them being pushed too hard during a race you know it's not the jockey's fault it's not the trainer's fault it's a cardiac arrhythmia that we have not been able to detect and even at a non-strenuous pace, it mightn't even be evident. So it's literally, we've had lack of data to know that that horse was going to suffer from that.
1: Well, and I think the one interesting fact on this is out of those 38 horses, I think it was 21 of them had arrhythmias and, um, you know, most of those occur when a horse is recovering from that exercise. And, um, you know, I think we just need to establish what would be somewhat normal. And then because of having history on a particular horse, realizing when something is abnormal or unusual for that horse. And and that's, that's the, uh, I think the neat aspect of this Equimeter is that easy to use, have a history of ECGs, and be able to uh, detect abnormalities.
0: Yeah, I think it's really exciting to see how this software advances, even in the next couple of years.
1: Yeah, and Kate, thank you for finding this paper. I didn't even think about this even as a topic uh, for research. So uh, definitely a good read, uh, open access. We'll put the link on our homepage and, um, you know, have a look at their, at their website. It's really interesting. And the case studies really tell you a lot about uh, when horses can be susceptible to these arrhythmias so uh, lots of research out there from the past but uh, not a lot um, focused on preventing these uh, sudden cardiac deaths in horses so um, hopeful for the future that this may lead to something
0: yeah I think it's going to open the doors and I always like when I read a paper and it has more potential for research because that can be you know our generation or it can be you know it could be anyone that can get involved in that if that's an area that you're passionate about like nancy and i went and did the masters if research is your thing and you're interested in these kinds of topics you could absolutely be the driving force in finding it out
1: yeah and i wanted to say there is at the university of guelph um and i believe that's in ontario canada um, they have a researcher up there that's doing a lot towards these um, cardiac arrhythmias in horses. So check out their website too. Uh, that's a equine focus program, and uh, they're using the equimeter to try and get some answers.
0: Amazing. And we'll see you again next week.
1: Okay. Thanks, Kate, for picking it this week. It was good.
0: Thanks, Nancy.
1: Take care. You too. Bye-bye.